Thanks for listening to a YPC podcast. We believe God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we'd love to hear about it. Take a second to send your story to office at ypcprior.com and enjoy the message today. Good morning, Your Place Church. Welcome to Church Online. You know, I just wanted to say uh, before we get started today how much we love all of you and thank you for being a church that's like a family. I know this is a little bit different today. Um, We don't know how long we're going to have to do this model of service engagement, but we're committed to stopping the spread of this virus just as much as you, and I know everybody is. Fortunately for us, technology makes this a bit easier for us all to still gather. I know we have several people watching at home in some watch parties, and so I'm just going to say welcome to all those that are a part of our watch parties. Uh, I believe we have a serviced host that's online and available for you today, so if you have some questions, I believe they're there to help you engage some of those questions. Also, we have a kids experience for you, so if you've got little ones at home, uh, you can go to our website, yourplacechurch.com. And you can find uh, some information and some videos there. Our curriculum is all online. And I'm going to just tell you, parents, if, uh, if you've got kids, this would be a great time to engage the content with them. Start some conversations. Work through the curriculum and the material. It'll be a good time. I have a small group of people in the church with me today. Of course, you guys saw the worship team. I got a handful of my staff here. They're just here to to help me minister, laugh at my cheesy jokes, and say amen a couple of times if I need it. You know, and I wanted to start by telling you our response in the community. Obviously, we're checking on the elderly and assisting them where necessary since they are seemingly the most affected by this. We're working with both our local school systems and the health department to see what they need the most. It appears maybe some food delivery is the biggest need since a lot of people are depending on the school systems for school lunches, uh, for their children. I know the school faculty is heading back to the schools this week to prepare some of those lunches and make them available for the students. And then we're also, we're we're working with a lot of you. I know... um, When the future seems a little uncertain, that can cause a lot of fear and anxiety inside of us, and you may be feeling that. My encouragement to you this week is before you jump on and check the news feed, go and get the good news. Get your Bible out. Read that book of hope. Find some scriptures on peace and comfort. Pray. Worship. Spend time in God's presence. In fact, there's a worldwide movement that's beginning today. It's called Unite 714. The Ark is rallying all the troops together. Now, this, is, this, this crosses denominational lines. This crosses church lines. It is the whole, the big C church. And we're all getting together. And where we got the name is from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. The Bible says, if my people will humble themselves and pray. I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And that's what this whole movement is about. Every day at 7.14 in the morning, and again at 7.14 in the evening, the entire nation in the world, those of us who are a part of this movement, are going to stop and we're going to pray. We're going to pray that God causes this virus to leave our planet. 
We're going to pray and believe God for, for salvations and rededications because people right now, they're nervous. They don't know where to, where to go or who to turn to. And so we're going to believe God that, that he reaches people now like, he, like never before. And then we're also going to believe God that our economy rebounds as a result of all of this. You know, if you want more information about that, you can go to unite714.com. There's uh, some prayer guidelines there. Uh, there's some prayer. Every day they're going to post a new prayer. So all of that is available to you. I would encourage you to check that out. Will you, will you join us and be a part of that movement? You know, in fact, talking about prayer, with your permission, I want to jump ahead in the book of James this week. If you're new with us or maybe joining us uh, live for the very first time, we've been in a series since January on the book of James. And it has been probably one of the most incredible series we have ever done as a church. And we're only in chapter four, but with your permission, I would like to jump ahead a little bit to, to chapter five. In fact, I'm gonna start reading in James chapter five, verse 13. The Bible says, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is any happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And I don't know about you, but it seems like Scripture just comes even more alive to us when we're all going through something, doesn't it? I mean, come on. Is anyone among you in trouble? Is anyone among you sick? I mean, James is writing this for us today. Last week, we were talking about resisting the devil and dealing with fear. And today, we're talking about the power of prayer. So let's look into these scriptures today and see what the Lord wants to, to minister to our hearts. But before we do, let's pray. Father, we love you. We're so thankful that we can join together online all over this county and really all over the world, Father. And Lord, we ask you in this moment, as we connect with, with churches all over the world, Father, that you would indeed hear from heaven and heal our land, Father. Lord, we thank you right now that that all the sickness and disease has to leave. We come against it now in the name of Jesus. Father, for those who are maybe feeling the effects or symptoms, Father, we pray that healing comes into their bodies right now in Jesus' name. And Father God, I pray for those who are struggling with some fear and some anxiety, Lord, that a peace that surpasses all understanding would just envelop them, would just come over them, Father, as we look into your word, Father, this is where we come to in times of need. This is, you are who we're, who we're looking to, Father. So, Father, I pray right now that the Holy Spirit would just be with us here today at church, there at homes, Father God, that you would minister life to us, that the word of God just comes alive to us. Father, minister to all of us how this applies to our lives and we trust you for it. God, we thank you that the entrance of your word brings light and it brings understanding. Thank you for moving among us today in Jesus' name. Amen. 
and amen. James chapter five, verse 13, is anyone among you in trouble? Well, James is trying to tell us here, our first response when we're in trouble is to pray. If, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. And I know for some of us, prayer seems pointless, especially if, we've, if we're not used to praying or maybe we've prayed before, but we haven't seen any measurable action because of our prayer. And when we can't see the future and we don't, we don't know what's about to happen or, or what's happening right now, we tend to, if we're going to be honest, we tend to have this sense of anxiety or fear that comes on us. We run and hide. We, we gather our families and we kind of isolate ourselves from each other, regardless if the, if the community's telling us to isolate or not. It's just natural or natural. It's just natural for us to, to gather and to hide. But just because we don't know how God can make anything happen doesn't mean that God isn't working. We have seen God work so many times in the past. In fact, I'm reminded right now of a, an old-time man of God named George Mueller. It was, this is in the 1800s. Uh, George actually had uh, uh, an orphanage, 300 orphans uh, he took care of, him and a small staff of people. And times were hard. And, and back then, they didn't have any money and resources were limited. And I can remember reading stories about this. And one particular morning, um, the, the, the orphanage, um, we'll just say the orphanage mother, right, got all, the, got all the kids up, got them dressed in the morning, got them ready for church, and it was breakfast time. And uh, all the kids came to the table. They had nothing to eat. And George Mueller stood up and he prayed and he thanked God for the food. And just as soon as he said amen, a knock happened on the front door of the orphanage. They went and they opened the door and there was the local baker. And he had all of this baked goods for the, for the kids in the orphanage. And he said that God woke him up in the middle of the night and told him to bring some baked goods to the orphanage in the morning. And so he did. And so they brought the baked goods in. They passed them out to all the children. And about that time, another knock happened at the door. And when they opened the door, there was the local milkman who had all of this milk for all of the orphans at the orphanage. And of course, they were able to pass that out. You would hear story after story after story like that. In fact, one time, uh, it was in the evening, it was after a big snow, they had no food again, and a knock was at the door. And as they opened the door to the orphanage, there on the front porch of the orphanage were just bags and bags of groceries. And they stepped out because they wanted to thank whoever it was that delivered them. And as they looked around, the only thing they saw were wagon tracks in the snow. And they saw where they started, originated from, just down the road. And they came, and they, it looks like they stopped. You saw some footprints out by the tracks. And then the wagon tracks moved away from the orphanage. And, and George, Mueller, George Mueller goes outside to see where the, or the direction that the, the wagon went. And the tracks just stopped. There's no wagon. The tracks just stopped. And I know what you're thinking. Supernatural, I don't know if I can wrap my mind around the supernatural. I don't understand that. But it doesn't disclaim the fact that it happened. And so even if you don't believe in, in supernatural provision like that, you can think practically because God works in the practicals and it's just as supernatural. It could look like someone having extra food or toiletries and, and be willing to share them. 
It could mean that someone who isn't out of work and still receiving their full income is willing to share with others who may be out of work or limited hours right now. It may look like this whole thing passes over in the next week or two and we go back to life as usual. Either way, it's all God moving. It's all supernatural. The bottom line is in times like these, God may be our only source. You know, I said this last Wednesday during our our small uh, gathering of people who showed up for church. You know, we in America, we enjoy our freedoms. We enjoy making our own schedules. We enjoy what we get to do. And honestly, in America, we don't really have to trust God. I mean, by and large, uh, our water is safe to drink. I mean, those of us who are believers, we may pray for our food, but we don't, we don't have to pray for our food. There are millions of people who don't pray for their food in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, and they eat their food and they don't get sick. A lot of people don't even lock their homes when they leave because by and large, no one's actually going to break into them. People in other countries, though, they live like this all the time. I mean, if you think about it, they live with the threat of viruses and illnesses all around them. They have water sources that are teeming with typhoid and and insects that are carrying malaria. Uh, They have contagious disease that are just communicable all all just just through engagement. And yet they live in that type of a climate all the time. Yet there's people every single day who are being smart, but running into those types of situations, not from them. Now, they have to pray. They have to trust God because of their situations. They have to believe in the Bible. Prayer is not a luxury for them. It's their life. I mean, there are missionaries who live in those countries who every day they feel this sense of purpose, that their life is meant for so much more than just their life, than just their freedoms, than just where they're going on vacation, than than any of that. Their life is meant for a purpose. They don't... They're not bogged down with the frustration of not having access to toilet paper or having to go through the drive-through because the dining room's closed at their local restaurants. They believe in, in what they're called to do. You could not give them a million dollars to leave that environment because they know this is what they're called to do and these people are who they're called to help. Now, I also said, if you wanted to give them a million dollars, they'd sure appreciate it. So the first thing that James is saying in all of this, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. But then he goes on to say, is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. I know for us, my grandson, who, who uh, is so cute right now, uh, he's, he's cute, he's going to be cute forever, but he's, he's so cute because we'll, uh, he ha- by the way, he has no clue what's going on in our world. The only thing that he knows is he's fed every time he wants to be fed, um, he's taken care of, and, and his family loves him. 
And we're singing that song, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> and you know what? Before we even get there, we just start the song. We, we, we say, if you're happy and you know And before we even get to clap your hands, he's already over there clapping his hands. And honestly, him being so happy to sing that song and to grin and to clap his hands makes us happy. Worship does that. Worship has the power to lift our spirits like nothing else. Listen, use this time to get some worship going. Don't just, don't just get on and get out about your day. Like, spend some time in the presence of God. Use this time to encourage yourself. Get off that news feed, friends. Like, nothing's changing, okay? Like, it's here. We understand that. Get off that newsfeed because you don't want to sit there and just saturate yourself in all of that fear and question marks all day long. In fact, John chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. The understood subject here is you. You don't let your hearts be troubled. And I know a lot of people get frustrated with believers in times like this because for the most part, believers choose not to let what's going on around them trouble us. We choose not to let our hearts be troubled. And they say things like, don't you see what's going on? <laughs> yes, and it hurts. Don't you care what's happening? We do. We're actually trying to help the situation. Don't you, are you blind to what the future holds? I think at this stage, no one really knows what the future holds. But panicking and freaking out doesn't change anything. Don't mistake our not freaking out as us not caring. Because we do care. And we're very much engaged in all of this. Jesus' own words said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Freaking out is not going to change anything. But what he does say, you believe in God, believe also in me. He wasn't in denial that stuff was going on all around him. I mean, have you read the Bible? Their times look a lot like our times. And yet Jesus was like, believe, just believe, just believe. He said he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Is anyone happy? James says, let them sing songs of praise. And I'll say this, if you are not happy, it works also. If you find yourself in a weird place, um, put in some worship because worship will make you happy. Use this time to check on others. I mean, there's a lot of people who are isolating right now who no one's calling them. No one's checking up on them. You know, last Thursday, I was, I was, I was having a rough time. I'm not going to lie. I, I got up in the morning, and, um, and I was kind of allowing what was going on in the world, some, some unknowns to, to affect me. And about 7.30 in the morning, I got a text message. It's from a pastor who pastors in South Philly. And he texted me, and he was like, hey, bro, I'm thinking about you today. You good? And I'd been so wrapped up in, in our church and our people and how this is affecting all of us in this time. 
I didn't, I didn't assume anybody actually cared what, what I felt. And so this guy texted me. I mean, he lives in South Philly. He's closer than all of this than I am. He's just beginning his building renovation. We're, we're finished with our phase one project. He recent, recently started homeschooling his kids. Mine are all graduated. Am I good? <laughs> are you kidding? Bro, are you okay? I mean, you're right in the thick of all of this stuff, right? Which sent me on this texting frenzy. His reaching out to me in light of what he could be going through caused me to stop and to reach out to all of these other pastors and ministry leaders that I know probably have no one checking on them. It caused me to reach out to our, uh, our former neighbors who were elderly. I wanted to make sure that they're good and they're not having to get out in all of this. I reached out into some of our Your Place Church family who I know have re recently traveled and went out of the country and they're back and I wanted to make sure they were, they were good. You know what happened? My mood changed when I started reaching out and asking others how they were. I had this sense of purpose again. I had this sense that, you know what, we're in this together and, and we're going to make it. Ask yourself this question today, friends. Have I been so focused on how this is affecting me that I forgot about others? I mean, before all this happened, we were reaching out to everyone. We were, we were checking on each other. This is truly one of those moments where it is more blessed to give encouragement, a phone call, a text, a Facebook message, than it is to receive one. It does something to you. So James chapter 5, verse 14, is anyone, is anyone sick among you or among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church and pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. Is anyone sick? Are you kidding me? That's what got us into this whole epidemic in the first place. Notice his response. Call on the elders to pray. It's all about prayer. Now, elders are your pastors. And listen, we are here for you. We're here to pray with you. We're here to believe God with you. We're here to anoint you with oil. Trust me, if you come and you think you have COVID, we're spraying oil all over you, okay? That's just the reality of it. But honestly, this could be anyone who's further along in their faith journey than you feel like you are. Is there any sick among you? Let them call the elders. Have them anoint you with oil and pray for you. Why? Because James realizes something about prayer. In verse 15, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. James says. The Amplified says it this way, and the prayer of faith, he's making a distinction here. It's not just a, oh God, we're going down kind of a prayer. No, it's a prayer of faith. And faith is believing. The prayer of faith will restore. It doesn't say it may restore. It doesn't say if the entire nation prays, then it'll restore. No, the prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up. It doesn't say he may. 
it says he will raise him uh, verse 16 says therefore confess your sins to one another amplified says your false steps your offenses and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored restored to what back to the way things were before all of this started james says pray that you will be healed and restored before you got sick before the economic fears before the unknown pray you will be healed and you will be restored to that position in that place in your faith where you were before all the pandemonium struck well how how does that even work how do i know james goes on to tell us the heartfelt again this is not just one of those oh god please oh god please oh god no it's the heart felt and persistent prayer of a righteous man or believer is able to accomplish much amplified says when put into action and made effective by god it is james says here dynamic and can have tremendous power listen friends just because you haven't seen results before or maybe you can't remember a time when god has been moving in your life that does not change the fact that his word is still his word and he is a god who looks over his word to perform it the key is how are you praying how are you praying are you praying these prayers of despair and hopelessness? Are you praying these dynamic, faith-filled prayers? Because according to James, if you pray those prayers earnestly, they are powerful and dynamic, is what the Bible says. And I know what happens. I think sometimes in the middle of all the hopelessness, all the despair, we we let the word of god lose its power we do this is why john was in the book of john jesus was saying don't let your hearts be troubled he recognized that in these moments like this we can let our hearts be troubled we can let let our faith just drain from us because all we do is feed on this especially if you're in the healthcare industry and you're inundated with this like james is talking to you He's talking to all of us, but he's really talking to the people who are on the front lines. You don't let your hearts be troubled. The effectual, fervent prayer, your prayer works, works. Then James gives us an example of the supernatural power of God at work. Verse 17, Elijah was a human being. What's he saying here? He's no one special. It's not like he's part human, part angel. He's a human being, even as we are. And this human being prayed earnestly. See the word? Prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, verse 18, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. We have no idea how this thing is going to turn out. For some of us, we think, well, this is just the new normal. Everybody's issued gas masks, and now this is just life. It's like the atmosphere is toxic. No, no. 
don't go there. Don't let your hearts be troubled. God is trying to show us that, listen, if we will actually unite, if we'll actually spend time in the morning at 7.14 and in the evening at 7.14, if we'll actually stop, if we won't just trust and assume that other people are praying and it's going to go away, but we will all lock arms in prayer and tackle this thing, God is trying to tell us, listen, it will happen. It will move. And I know what people are thinking. Well, why doesn't God just do something? Why do we have to beg him? Why do we have to ask? Well, first of all, we're not begging. We're standing in our authority. But why won't God just do it in his merciful kindness? I don't have time to go on into this in today's online experience. But it's suffice to say that's just not the way the earth is set up. He gave authority and dominion of the earth to us. Now, the minute we pray, we get God involved in the situation. And not wimpy prayers, effectual prayers. My friends, this can be a scary time in history, or it can be a time when we see God move the most. Are we gonna believe the word of God? Or not? Are we gonna trust that his word is true or not? Listen, let's use this time because there are a lot of people who are freaking out. James goes on and he finishes the story in verse 19. He says, my brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth, wander, wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back. In other words, if someone in all of the fear and anxiety or maybe leading up to this, they've just kind of questioned on whether or not God is real. They've wandered from what they know to be true. And someone brings that person back. Trust me, right now there's a lot of people looking for hope and help. Remember this, whoever turns a sinner from, that, from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. God is not behind this, but he will use this. He will use this. And he will use you if you will allow him to. If you'll pause and listen for that inward witness. Some have wandered away from God. Now is the time to get them back. Now is the time to answer their questions. Trust me, when they come to you and they say, what do you think is going on? Listen for the Holy Spirit to nudge you and speak comfort and life over you. Is anyone in trouble? Pray. Is anyone sick? Pray. And if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Reach out to people. Listen, guys, we love you. We're here for you. We're going to make it through this. We're going to make it through this. Father, we love you right now. Lord, we're so thankful that all those months ago, you put us right here in the book of James. Lord, seeing the future, seeing what was going to happen, encouraging us that's like a church, that's like a family, to, to rally together and to not just let whatever happens happen, but to stand up and to pray, not wimpy prayers, but bold, faith-filled prayers. And so for us and our house, we will choose to serve you. We will choose to pray. 
we will choose to allow you to use us to 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 link arms with other churches in our community, other churches in our state, in our nation, in the world, Father God, to, to see the power of God move on the face of this earth, Father. Lord, we trust you for that. Thank you for the peace. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for encouraging us today. Lord, we love you. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in today. Have a great week. You have been listening to a YPC podcast. Visit our website at ypcprior.com to hear more.